It's November 1st, 1997, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. It was on this day that a small, smiling pile of feces first came into the world as one of the characters in the first ever emoji set, which was released in Japan. And it was one of 90 images that also included a number of symbols that are now a part of our everyday lives, a love heart, a fist and a wine glass, which I realise now I'm saying it very together a bit. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Um, <laughs> yes, those familiar emojis. Yes. Um, anyway, anyway, these symbols formed the basis of a new kind of written communication that has since swept the world. And these emojis were released on the J Phone Skywalker DP 211SW. What do you mean Classic. you've never heard of that gadget? <laughs> um, uh, and the fact that not many people had that phone and the fact that the recipient of any emoji-based message would also have to have the same phone. This date of the 1st of November 1997 as being the date where emojis, this significant cultural language, originated, got slightly sidelined mm. because a few years later it was done in a more popular way. Yeah, in 1999, a Japanese interface designer called Shigataka Kurita created a set of 176 very pixelated to our eye looking symbols. They were designed for use on pages and mobile phones. And what had inspired him partly was that there was a model of pager that had gone on sale in Japan that was aimed at teenagers and included a symbol of a heart. The pocket bell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all carried one as Japanese teenagers. When they released one that was aimed at business people, they removed that thinking no business person wants in a heart. And apparently there was a backlash. And it, it made the Japanese telecoms companies realise that there was actually a demand for these kind of, you know, symbolic pictograms. And so Japanese phone carriers started developing their own emoji sets. But up until relatively recently, that Kurita created emoji set was thought of as the, the very first point, you know, the, the sort of genesis of emojis. Yeah, even to the point that he's done interviews as the creator of emoji. Although he's subsequently done interviews since this latest thing was discovered, <laughs> saying, no, I wasn't the inventor of emojis, so he's rode back from it a bit. But it speaks to the fact that just no one bought that phone and it was almost completely lost to history, that for so long we'd thought about this 1999 moment as being the birth of emoji when actually it was much earlier. Well, if we'd thought about it at all, because that's the other thing, isn't it? People didn't realise the significance of emoji until it right. became possible to conduct not an entire conversation, but certainly one side of an entire conversation just using emoji, isn't it? And very commonly, that's the thing that's only happened in the last sort of seven, eight years, really, in the West. I'll thumbs up, you know, meet me at yeah. three o'clock, thumbs up. And that is my entire contribution to that conversation. Everyone knows what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Which makes it all the more astonishing that it wasn't until 2011 that emoji keyboards came as a default on phones in the West. And 2013, Android phones had them. Until then, mm. you had to download basically a separate app if you wanted to use emojis. It's one of the several times that we've been doing shows where I've thought, wow, it's weird to think that I lived in the pre-emoji times. Because I, <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine what that was like now. It's like... It's hard to articulate how you feel about it, but maybe like a head bursting open with flames coming out of it. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I suppose you can imagine why it took so long for emojis to get into our regular communications, given that we'd had wingdings since 1990. So they were invented by two font creators, a guy called Charles Bigelow and Chris Holmes. And, you know, they were pretty much emojis in a sense, except for the fact that they were a font that you had to go into to access. But they gave the same 
potential. They offered the ability to communicate in pictures. And because they hadn't been at all popular, in fact, by my experience, you tend to accidentally go into Wingdings and then look up at your screen and you're like, oh, for Christ's sake, I've been <laughs> typing in Wingdings for the last 30 seconds. Um, given their lack of popularity, maybe that's what made mobile phone makers sort of late to the party. But maybe another reason that emojis took a while to catch on in the West is that because they had a predecessor in the form of the humble emoticon, which you mm. probably remember from your you know, MSN messenger days, just using basic punctuation marks such as colon, bracket, smiley face. And those were actually invented. And we've got the documented evidence of them being invented by Professor Scott Farman of Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In 1982, he noticed that users of the university's internal bulletin board were frequently misreading one another's tone, obviously a problem that the internet has not yet solved. Uh, (laughs) There are there's Actual, you know, you can look at the transcript of the bulletin board where various people say, why don't we try putting an asterisk in the subject lines of posts that have jokes in them? And he's like, why don't we do this instead? And he just describes a smiley and he says, you can always, Mm. you can use the opposite, a frowny. He described the smiley as a joke marker. These symbols were so useful that they caught on and they spread to other college message boards. This was in the early days of the internet when, you know, computer science students on college campuses were the core user base so it's pretty quick to to spread them on that relatively small community and it did have the function the emoticon and this is how it caught on isn't it of softening something that was quite a difficult message to send so mm. you owe me 50 quid colon p had a very different meaning <laughs> to you owe me 50 quid i'm still not having it ollie man <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting that message from you and feeling happy. (laughs) And I was personally quite disappointed having spent about 10 years learning how to use emoticons when my phone started auto-correcting them. So I'd do semicolon dash close bracket and it would turn it into winking smiley. I'm like, no, I don't don't want to send a wink. I'm not a Japanese teenager. I wanted to send semicolon dash close bracket. It's funny, though, that those smiley face icons didn't feature in that Karita created emoji set that really did become huge in Japan. The the thing that they came with was this early form of mobile internet that was called iMode. And by 2004, it had 40 million subscribers across Japan. And so they were all using these emojis. And that made other manufacturers want to do likewise, and hence the spread. But the thing that was still holding back emojis at this stage was that between the companies, they couldn't agree what the data set that underpinned them was. So if you sent a thumbs up and someone else had a different brand of mobile phone, you might get a thumbs down and that would uh, cause obvious problems. That would be a sad face. Um, so, and it was actually Google who came in, uh, and this was in the early 2000s, and when they wanted to bring Gmail to Japan, they suggested that everyone get together and standardise the data that underpinned their emoji use. Which is what we have now in the Unicode Consortium. That's the organisation that ensures that all the code points around the world are the same and recognised among all devices and services. So you can't accidentally send a steaming pile of poo. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Love Hotel is Love Hotel across all the different carriers. I wondered whether emoji had ever been used in a business contract. Mm. And the answer, as far as I can work out, is not in a written contract. You know, because emoji is becoming ever more, you know, commonplace, isn't it? You could imagine that in a really serious legal document, someone might just put a smiley face on the end to be like, don't worry, guys, lots of T's and C's here. It's possible, yeah. right? Or a machine. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought maybe that had happened, but it hasn't, as far as I can tell. But it is coming up increasingly in court cases, apparently, because when there isn't a contract, 
So someone's taken someone to court in lieu of a contract because there was like an informal exchange of emails to, for example, guard the copyright of an idea, right? And someone said, look, I emailed this guy in 2015 and said this was my idea. And then he wrote back and agreed to it, that sort of thing. When people look back through those email chains, things like a thumbs up or shaking hands or, you know, circled fingers signifying okay might create the expectation that a judge would be looking for to say yes the sender agreed to that contract by using that thumbs up which makes sense but is also kind of incredible isn't it that you could use an emoji to to seal a deal to seal a deal yeah apparently according to a u.s law professor called eric goldman emojis were involved in more than 100 legal cases in 2019 and they're showing up a lot in cases around things like sexual harassment threats even murder trials the suspect's transcripts are coming up because it's saying, you know, if you send someone a message with a coffin emoji, is that the same Ooh. as a threat to mm. kill? Colon P. <laughs> <laughs> See? Alleviates everything. <laughs> Tomorrow. George W. Bush, Ronald Reagan, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Franklin D. Roosevelt were all cheerleaders. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.